Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you're going to learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with guests and the information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. First, let me say... Hi and welcome. The chat room is open, so uh, if you're not there, you can go there right now. And uh, welcome to the people in the chat room. And my guest today is Mr. Peter D. Marshall. He's a director, and he's helping us conduct the the Movie Beat Director Series. And we're going to be talking to him in just a few moments. He's uh, been here before, and he's coming back many, many times to discuss secrets and tips and suggestions uh, for the director and, uh, and as I said, he'll be coming up in just a few minutes. But first, uh, I want to thank all of you who listen to Movie Beat and who support us through your emails and your phone calls and when you see me in person. Uh, if you're listening live, go ahead and friend us. Make us a favorite. Um, follow us. Be sure to leave comments in the chat room uh, during or after the show. That helps us reach other people. You can tweet comments. You can tweet tips and suggestions while you're listening uh, to my guest. Uh, put it out on Twitter, because that's how we reach out to other people and, and get them to find out about uh, Movie Beat and about the, uh, my guests, because my guests share expert information for you. See, Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you. That's why I'm connecting you up with professionals who make it happen. And uh, the goal is is to be able to pull back the veil, expose the inner workings of the motion picture business, you know, the nuts and bolts, the how-tos, the secrets, the tips, the advice, and the suggestions so that you can make uh, your project smarter, faster, um, more efficiently, with less hassle, less headache, and uh, and so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And uh, and so when you retweet or put it on Facebook or uh, rate and review the shows of the podcast or comment uh, when you listen to them live, uh, it helps extend uh, my guest and my reach to others who uh, may be encountering the show for the very first time. So I really appreciate it when you do that and uh, if you would do that. You can subscribe to the official Rex Sykes Movie Beat website, which is R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. That's my name, Rex Sykes, and uh, you can click on the RSS feed right there on the welcome page, and that way you'll always be updated to changes in the website. All of the interviews are archived. There's over 180 interviews or something like that, 180 hours of uh, professional filmmakers, TV makers, content providers, directors, producers, screenwriters, script supervisors, cinematographers, sound designers, post-production. I mean, they're just they're there sharing their expertise with you, so go back. Be sure you listen to all of them at your leisure. And in order to do that, all you have to do is go to the interviews blog at rexsykes.com and click on the bio pages, and in there are the links to listen to archived interviews or to listen live. And they're also stored uh, at at iTunes as Rex Sykes Movie Beat, the podcast. And so uh, you can go in and get all those uh, and have them on your favorite electronic device and listen to them anytime, 24-7. All right, well, let's me, let me get to um, uh, Peter Marshall. Let me first say that Peter is, uh, has had a 35-year in the film and TV uh, business. He's worked as a director, a television producer, a first assistant AD, and a TV series creative consultant. Additionally, he's held positions as a PA, a dolly grip electrician, assistant cameraman, commercial production manager, and so Peter knows the business. He's directed over 30 episodes of TV drama, um, such as John Woo's Once a Thief, Wise Guy, 21 Jump Street, Neon Rider, The Black Stallion, Scene of the Crime, Big Wolf on Campus, Largo, which, and much, 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 much more. And, uh, and he's going to be talking to us now about uh, the director's uh, part of uh, show business. Now, he also on, on Movie Beat has a, the first AD series where we discussed um, the roles and responsibilities and methods of a first assistant director. I should tell you that coming up this very weekend, September 24, 25, and 26 in Vancouver, Canada, Peter is conducting a Directing the Film Actor, a three-day intensive workshop. And um, 
It's a three days hand-on workshop with Peter D. Marshall and Trilby Jeeves. It's held in Vancouver, Canada, and it concentrates on the filmmaker's main task, and that's directing the actor. It's designed for filmmakers who want to understand the acting process and how to best get results from actors. And it's, a, it's an intensive workshop. It's limited to only 10 participants. And so if you're interested, register now. Uh, as of today, there's only a couple spots left, and, uh, and so you're going to want to get into this. I wish I were in Vancouver this weekend so I could attend, and if you are, you're certainly going to want to do that. You can find out more information at actioncutprint.com. That's Peter's website, and it's a, an incredible resource, actioncutprint.com, uh, slash directing the film actor. And uh, we'll talk more about that in just a minute, but I want to bring... Peter on and and get into this. This, by the way, is our uh, fifth in a series of interviews on uh, the director in the director series. So if you haven't listened to the other four interviews, you can go back at your leisure and listen to those because you're going to want to. How are you today, Peter? I'm very good, uh, Rex. Thank you very much. It is great to have you back. It is good to be back. Uh, I've been working. Uh, uh, very hard the last few months, and I think we tried one one spot in July, and we just couldn't make the interview. So uh, it's good to be back, and I think we'll start having a little better run now. Of, uh, of the, <laughs> well, you've been busy, and I understand, and I sure appreciate your contribution to this. Um, we, uh, as I was telling the listeners, um, there are four other uh, prior interviews uh, in this director series, and uh, and so for them to catch up to speed, they they'll want to go back and listen to one through four. But we're going to pick up today. Uh, you know, right in the middle of things, and uh, they're not going to—they're not going to miss anything by picking up like this, essentially. But uh, uh, I mean, the information we're going to have today is, is essential information that they can that they can gleam onto right right straight off the bat. Yeah, basically, we've been talking about the director's prep, and uh, when you go back and listen to the the tapes four, three, two, and one, we have a series. Rex and I have uh, set out to do a series here. Uh, of just a hole through the prep and a lot of other things, so you can go back and, and pick up because we're just going to pick up where it left off. So, absolutely, like said, they listen uh, listen to uh, uh, just keep going back and listen to them. They'll pick up quite easily. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's just do that then. Let's let's pick up right where we left off and uh, and continue. Okay. Well, we were talking uh, a lot about the it's the director's prep and, and what has to happen. And you know, prep time is a journey of discovery. You know, for a director and and there's all these things that a director has to go through. And uh, so right now we're, we're picking up on, on meetings, and, and we're going to be talking about the director and the first assistant director meeting. And this is a, a big meeting for a director because your assistant director is your right-hand uh, man or woman, and it's very important to get to know them. I mean, if you're on episodic television, uh, of course, you're coming in. The producers hire you. You you have no. You don't maybe may not know who the first AD is. So you want to get to know them. Um, if it's your movie or a TV movie, you've hired the the uh, you've interviewed and then hired the first AD. But you still need to get to 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 know them um, through the journey of making a film. And this is the first first time. And this meeting is it's, it's you know you find out about are they organized? Are they a leader? Etc. But more importantly, it's, you're going through the script scene by scene with them, and uh, you're giving them information, uh, everything from special equipment, you know, crane, steadicam, circle track, special lenses, insert card, that kind of thing. It, it's, it's scene by scene, and you're telling them about how you're, you've seen it. You can't give an AD enough information, so it's just really uh, sitting down and going through it. And... Uh, and if you if you have as a director, you know my, I had the luxury of being a first AD for 25 years, so I understand schedules and timing and all of that. And so it's it's this is where I begin to work with the first AD to to uh, negotiate, if you will, um, certain things. And you know maybe it's adding more time to one scene and taking uh, away from another. Um, and and uh, we, it's a communication process. So uh, it's a very important meeting, and you have more than one. But uh, really, the first one is just uh, is sitting down and going through the script. So, um, and then discussing the one-liner as well, the schedule. Uh, that doesn't usually happen off the top, but as you have more meetings, um, the, the first day will print off the schedule, and then you will look at it. And and as always in prep, it starts with the script, and then as the schedule comes out, it, then it turns into into the shooting. It turns into what's going on in day one, day two, day three, etc. So you, your mind switches as well in prep. 
you're still working on the script order, but you're thinking a lot in, okay, what am I doing day one? What do people need to know about for day one? Is it a location? Uh, is it actor availability? What's going on? So that's important. Uh, another meeting you have is with the production manager. And again, these aren't just one meetings, but uh, it's an overview. And, and you want to discuss really budget or crew concerns with the production manager. I had a fabulous line producer, and uh, I worked with him a few times. And, and he would say, well, the budget, the budget is like a pie. Um, he said, here we go, and, and what kind of slice do you want? And he, when people would walk in and directors would walk into him, and, he, and they go, well, we, we, just, we need a crane for this shot. He would look at no problem. He said, how many extras do you want to take out? And <laughs> it was like, you know, how, where, where do you want to uh, you reduce one thing to get another? So it's important uh, that, um, that every director really understands the budget. You need to know where you can take things out of it, uh, things you can live without and things you need. And uh, because it's an ongoing process, things change every day. So understanding uh, the budget format, understanding the production manager and the line producer's role, these are all very important. Um, so it's really, these are important meetings. Um, remember business and politics. Um, you know, it's a money. This is a film business. And it's the bottom line, it's, it's money. And they're giving you money for something. And, uh, you know, you, you, have, you have to manage that as well as a director. It's creative and, and, and physical as well. Um, so it's really important to go in and, and speak your mind uh, to the production manager. I don't mean uh, I, there's nothing aggressive here. I'm just saying that you want to lay it all on the line. You want to you say, I like this. This is great. Um, you know, we've, why, are we, you know, why are we having to do this? Again, when I say business and politics, I've talked in earlier shows about the difference between movies and television, and they're two different animals. And uh, you have to uh, really understand the politics because um, that, that sort of colors your conversation. On a TV series, uh, you know, the director's like a guest star. You come in for three weeks, you uh, do your prep, shoot, uh, do your cut, and go home. Uh, the producers have basically 100% say in everything. So you can't demand too much. If it's a movie, it's your movie, or, uh, you know, it's private financing, that's a different kind of ballgame because it's a director's medium at that point. But it always takes someone to say no. I, I feel from a director's point of view, um, I would suggest ask for whatever you feel is reasonable and then let somebody else say no. Um, you know, if they say, yeah, that's a good idea. I think we need, you know, an extra 50 extras for the bar uh, instead of the 10 you have uh, because it looks kind of silly. And uh, let them try to work it out. Um, you know, that's, that's my advice on that. And uh, also it's important as you go through your, your prep, uh, let the AD and the production manager know if you feel there's some overtime issues. Uh, you feel as you're doing your shot lists, you're working through things that, you know, I, just this, we have, you know, a day here, we need a day and a half or whatever it is, and then let everybody know early. The earlier people know, the better. And then if it can be changed, great. If it can't, then you're going to have to compromise somewhere. So that's really important. So those, 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 those two meetings, the AD meeting and the production manager meeting, are, are really crucial because it's critical. It's, it's critical. Yeah, it's, it's money, it's budget, and it's time. And those are the two things. You know, like I always point to my watch and say, this is the machine that runs the film industry, and it's so true. Um, that leads us into the, uh, the key location survey. Um, right. I think you know as a as a producer as well that we're meeting heavy in this business. And uh it's a lot of meetings and we kill a lot of trees with paper. And uh but meetings are essential. It's just how people can sit and get information in the and uh, we also run into um I mean before we talk to production meeting we we talk we go on a key location survey. Right. And this is where a whole bunch of people get in a big bus or cars or whatever it is, and you go visit the sets and locations that you're going to shoot on. And uh, this is, um, and you know, if it's a small production, you know, it could be just a 15-passenger van. If it's a large movie, I've been on just huge buses where you have 40 people going uh, on these uh, excursions. Uh, sometimes they're two, three, four days, depending on how complicated the show is. They're very, well, very, yes, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. So they're very important because it's really this is it's just, these surveys are 
not about the shots you're shooting, but it's it's really these are the locations we're going to, and it's for the director of photography and his crew, the the, the key grip and the gaffer and the art department uh, to really solidify where things are going, which where are we looking. It's for the AED and the second AED to talk about logistics. It's for transportation to talk about where they're parking their, their units. It's all of that stuff. So you don't sit there and go, well, we're going to start here in a close-up and do that. It's really, well, here's the room, and we're looking this way. I will not see behind me. I'll be looking out the window, and I'll see that street. And, now, and then we're shooting all inside here. And you go through every set like that. And then what happens is that everybody then knows what's happening and where they're looking, okay, and they'll ask you questions. So can we park the unit over there? Yes. Um, do you think we can uh, maybe change the location here because of lighting in the window? This Yes or no. So because the next time you are in that location, uh, you're shooting, and it's too late to be changing changing things around. So, um, so it's important for a director to understand uh, how important surveys are. Um, the AD runs the, the, the survey as far as telling everybody, but you're there to support that and to um, watch what's happening and help out too. If you see problems where people are just having problems and it's too much lighting this way, well, how about we just look this way? And it, Because the direct GP's problem is your problem because it's time, right? You want, if you're waiting for lighting, you're not shooting. Or if you're waiting for anything, you're not shooting. So these are the, you try to solve all of these things out. Um, on the on the key survey. Well, and there and and besides the people you mentioned, there are there are quite a, a lot of of people who could be involved. Um, oh my goodness! I I can just okay. Uh, I'll let me just run them off. Uh, director, first AD, second AD, production manager, location manager, producers, uh, set deck, production designer, art director, DOP, grip gaffer, uh, transportation department, construction, sound, stunts, special effects, uh, visual effects. Uh, you know, depending on the complexity of your film, you could have more or less uh, crew, but all very important um, to show up at these on this survey. So take your time, make sure everybody, and really the DP and the art department, really understand uh, what you're doing. And also, if things change, there's a time to change it um, because they're working things out as you go. So that's important. I think uh, some of all of this series, I think one of the things that stands out really for me is the notion that, you know, the, the better the quality of your questions, the better the, the, the likelihood of your uh, pre-production and your shoot going uh, smoothly. In other words, you got to know what to ask. Uh, you gave examples of, you know, for example, you know, could we shoot here? Or what about the light? Or, you know, will this fit? Or can we park here? It's the stuff that remains unasked usually that comes back and bites us in the butt. Absolutely. And also from a director's point of view, because it's the creative, uh, you know, it's, it's a creative part as well, you know, and then you want the best look. It's all, but you also have producers and production managers that are with you to help you or guide you. And again, politics is a television series or is it a movie? Uh, but also to understand that you just can't flip a switch and things are changed. I remember uh, I was a first AD a long time ago on a, on a large commercial, and this was a, uh, the commercial, the director was actually a feature director doing this large commercial, and we had to do a, a soccer match somewhere in some park in Vancouver, and we went out, and it was kind of an overcast day, and we found the park, and, and it was a commercial, so the DP, you know, they looked at where the light was and everything, but... Uh, you know, but also this this way was the location was great. So we said, well, we're going to look, we're going to look here and here. And then I said, okay, well, we can because we have to move this day as well. Uh, I had nowhere to park the unit. I said, well, we can park the unit here and here. So you'll never turn around. No. So that was our first scout. We came back on this key location survey, and I stood in again as the AD in the middle. I said, okay, we're looking this way and this way. These are the two ways we're looking. I'm going to park the unit here, and I had the producer and the director and the GP, everybody nodding their head, yes, yes, no problem, I'll never look that way. Of course, a week later, we came to shoot there, and the sun was out, and it all looked different, and the director wanted to go, he started on the field and started looking the other way. And everybody was sort of looking at me as the first AD at that point, and so I heard I had to do this politically, so I stood, in, stood where the director was and put my hands up like a director, and I said, so you want to start on the wardrobe truck and pan to the grip truck? And, because everything was already parked. 
And uh, the director kind of went, yeah, I guess that's not going to work. I said, no. So we went back to our original uh, plan. But uh, you have to be creative sometimes. And, and sometimes, you know, things do change. Um, that's what we have to do. And uh, I've been on sets where the, the unit somehow in a, in something got miscommunicated and we arrive on set and the, there's trucks parked where our first shot is. So things have to move. We've got to get them out of the way. Uh, you know, so it's the communication, like you said, is, is so critical. It's just absolutely because you waste so much time for, for little things like that. So that's really key. Now that takes us into the next key area, which is the production meeting. And this is, the, you, like you said, you, you have, we have lots of little meetings all along the way. We talked about that in part four. Uh, with all the department heads, you have all these individual meetings. And this is now the big meeting after the key survey where everybody gets together, and uh, you get as many department heads and their seconds to be there. And it's really an open discussion about the show. And it, the idea here is to review um, all of the production arrangements, all the production items, uh, uh, and the director's concepts. And, um, you know, everybody discusses it, the director discusses it, and it's usually the last time anything can be asked of the director, you know, are you the budget? Because after these meetings, the production manager will tell everybody, okay, everybody, after this meeting, uh, send me your budgets because they've done the survey now, we've, we've gone through other items, and we go through there. So really, in the process of a production meeting is the AD, again, runs the meeting, and they read the scene or the script scene by scene. They start scene one and they read the description. They don't read the dialogue. And they give an overview of what the scene is about. And the 80 kind of pauses. And if anybody wants to jump in and say, okay, now, what, what was the color of that? Are you sure you wanted a red car or a blue car? Or uh, people talk about the scene. Each department will come in and they have all their information. They have all their breakdowns. And so they talk about it, and the director can say, you know, I, I realized yesterday on the scout that I just think I, you know, I'd like another four cars over here, uh, or whatever the deal is, and they write it all down and, and they talk about it. So it's scene by scene. And one one note for for any um, production managers, ads, and, and directors out there listening is that I've had an I was been uh, I was directing an episodic show, and the ad decided to read. Uh, or go over the script in shooting order, which in other words, on day one, and so we're flipping through the script, and then you flip through it, and you waste so much time, and my head, as a director, you're out of sync. So it's, uh, as I said, I, I would never do that again. I, you have to go scene by scene in the script in the production meeting, so there's a note for anybody. And so you go through the script, and you go all the way through the script. It's like laborious, you've done this before, but it's repetition, it's confirming, and every time you read the script, you find something new in it that you didn't know before. And every time you have a meeting, every time you go over the script, there's always another question. Uh, like you said, it's, it's the questions, the right questions you ask. The question you don't ask is the problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so after the, you go through the script, and of course there are other, there are, all the departments are represented there, and so all of a sudden if wardrobe has a big issue and they start talking about something, uh, you know, we're kind of wasting the time after three, four minutes or five minutes and the first AD make a note and say, we'll do a sidebar. In other words, at the end of this meeting, we'll have separate meetings in, with departments again with the director. This is important, so you don't waste everybody's time. It's an overview. Everybody gets a handle on what's going on. Um, so that's important. Well, After, that, that goes back to what you said before about the watch governing the, you know, the production. That, that it's the machine that runs the show. Yes. Learning how to manage your time well. Learning. There you go. Learning how to manage your time. I mean, everybody has to learn how to manage time. I mean, it's any business we have to do. Uh, and but this is critical mass here, and that's a, really the AD again runs the meeting. They they look at it. I'm always, I always think, you know, meetings can be two or three hours. People want to just get into the production meeting. You're going to get a lot of pressure to get the meeting going, people looking at their watches because, you know, sorry, this is important. And uh, you, you know, as a director, you know, you're there and you're, you're seeing what's happening. You get a pulse of what's going on. You can see where the problem areas are. You can see where the things are that have been sor sorted out. So it's, it's really critical. And after reading the script through, then, 
and all, and then maybe sidebar meetings are later, then the AD will go through the schedule or the, or the one-liner, which is on day one, we're shooting these scenes, and on day two, we're shooting these scenes. And everybody, all the paperwork is there. Everybody flips through it. You don't have to go through it in detail. You're just, again, giving everybody the idea now that here's the script, but now the script is it's not about the script. It's about on day one, we're shooting scene 10, and we're standing downtown in the corner of Maine and First, and that's where we are. And everybody has to be geared for that. So that's where you're going, and everybody, and then questions come up about the schedule. And then you also want uh, your departments to understand that, you know, if they have a problem with the schedule, can, can we change a scene or flip some things around? You want them to be able to come to you as a director. And that's where the director and AD kind of work things out as well for logistics. So. And then, like I said, after the meeting, there's the big meeting. Uh, when everybody disperses, there's usually sidebar meetings. And this is where you can spend a little more time with certain departments or going over things. So uh, I guess the bottom line is give as much information as you can. Um, because if you don't, uh, when you show up on set, whatever you thought was going to be there may not be there. Um, it's the things that aren't in the script that usually get dropped. Uh, the script will say something about, you know, the, whatever a prop is, for example, in a scene. And, uh, you know, so in the script it says a certain prop, uh, you know, a, a teacup, whatever. So the props guy will have a teacup. But, uh, but you would, you've asked for something else as well, and, but if it's not in the script, these are the things that if somebody didn't write it down, you'll show up and go, well, where's the milk container? Oh, well, it wasn't in the script, or we didn't know about that. This happens all the time. So this is where the critical mass comes, is all these little things. So, um, so after you've done all your meetings, your prep, you've done your key scout, and you, you're now on to your, you've, and you've done your production meeting. Now, there's usually anywhere from a day left if it's episodic to maybe a week or two weeks left on a, on a big movie. And all during that time is where all these next things come in, okay? And they're all relative to how long you have left in prep, of course, to do that. Um, and, and, and usually uh, things like, I just want to make a special note here that you know, things that tend to be forgotten are things like uh, stock shots, um, the second unit stuff, video playback, um, photographs. You know, a photograph of the family on the table plays a role in, in it. Well, how do these get shot? Inserts, uh, all of those kind of things. Like I said, they have a tendency to be forgotten, so you want to make sure the AD has all of these scheduled. So that's just a little, uh, a little warning bell there. Um, so after key, the meetings, you start going into other uh, other meetings or other things are starting testing and starting to happen, and one of them will be cast wardrobe fittings. Uh, this is when the actors are starting to come in now, uh, say on a movie, let's just say the last week. Um, uh, you know, you've, the actors will start to come in. They have to get uh, looked at by hair and makeup. They got to go through wardrobe fittings, uh, all of that. So this is where you and the producers. Um, well, uh, the, the product, the uh, costume designer will call you in after working with the actors for a bit and start to show you costumes for um, the actor. Now, previous to that, you will have had these meetings without the actors there just to get an idea, is this, is this the right where, is this where we're going? You would have had meetings with the props, uh, people about, is this the watch you want them to wear, or et cetera. But now, after those meetings, this is where the actors come in and they start to pick and choose. Now, you'll have their input. So now you're you're getting the actor. What what does the actor want for the character? So especially in wardrobe, I always find wardrobe in television it's it's a whole different animal because uh, the producers and all of a sudden you find producers coming into wardrobe and you never even seen you didn't even know they were producers you didn't know who they were uh, because everybody wants to talk about costumes and things. So I just tend to and it's all individual because in an, in an episodic television they're going to have all the final say anyway. So I'm kind of there as just I kind of stand there. And just watch everybody and the actors deal with it. I, I don't really have a problem with it unless there's something very specific, because it's it's it's, it's just something that I'm just going to let them go for, as long as they're all happy and it's their look of their show, right? When you're directing a movie, it's your show, so you want to be totally involved in everything. So costumes are a big deal because it's the outer, as you know, Rex, 
uh, it's the outer layers, the outer skin of an actor. And it's it, you have to be very comfortable in that. And it's just the look, the feel, uh, the color, the, all of this is, is very important. I asked I, I, I asked Robert Downey Jr. one time about uh, a Chaplin, uh, the very question. You know, I said, you know, inside out, outside in, and he went, oh, you know, uh, obviously when I got into the wardrobe, you know, putting on the hat and the coat and the and the pants and the cane, he said, you know, it was easy. You know, it, it was that second skin. It was wonderful to do Chaplin because it was like. Suddenly, you know, I am Chaplin uh, because of the because of the costuming. And uh, whereas when he was Chaplin elsewhere, you know, when he was older, he's like, now that was up to me to kind of create it because there was, you know, the, the wardrobe was not particular to the tramp that you would see on the screen, you know. So, right. so, but I mean, I, I only say that because I think that actors do very much i mean they get into wardrobe some of them do at least they get into the wardrobe and the feel and the texture and what and 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 they 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 wrap the character around them from the outside mm-hmm. oh absolutely and wardrobe is such a major major part of it i mean and actors change too i mean actors come in and they're in blue jeans and all of a sudden they're in a general's outfit and in a military outform and and all of a sudden bang they're they're standing straight they're looking they're they're you know it's it 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 if you take on that persona and that's the start of the character building it's just amazing to watch but but you also want to make sure as a director that the cast are happy with what they have on right well this is you know and so anyway that we could have a whole session on that and we want on the good and the bad things about that but um it's just uh it it's very very important the wardrobe fittings Moving on to camera tests, uh, this all happened, say, in the last week. Camera tests are important. Uh, you know, the DP and the, the grip and the gaffer will have a, a day or two where they'll do things like uh, frame rates, lighting filters, and camera stock, or different ways of, you know, shutter speeds, whatever. They're exploring what's happening. They usually bring in some stand-ins, and they'll go through this, and it's about the look of the picture. It's about the look that they want to get, um, trying some things out. And so that's, that's important. And uh, the other thing, and you're you're sort of indirectly involved there. You don't have to sit there all the time as a director, but uh, if they're doing something specific, uh, specific technique or something that you and the DP want, uh, obviously you want to see it. Or you can also you don't have to see it when they're shooting it, but uh, definitely you can see the results of it the next day in 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 the camera test dailies. Another big one is hair and makeup tests. they're right up there with cast wardrobe fittings, but now you're putting the actors in, in front of the camera. And, you know, studios and networks, or if your mother's supporting your independent movie with her credit card, whatever, they like to see what they're paying for. So, um, you know, so if you're doing makeup or just general makeup on actors, uh, uh, that's fine. Um, or if you're putting on wigs, we want to see that. Prosthetic makeup a lot we do, and those are the kind of things. You want to test it out. Old and an actor that goes through an old and a young period. You want the, the the makeup artist to come in and let's test it. How long is it going to take? Let's put it on. And the DP, we set all these up. These could run from a few hours to a few days of these kind of tests, depending on the complexity of the show. Um, you know, what are you, what are you looking at? What are the what are, what what's happening? How do we like this woman? Uh, makeup and hair test is really critical. And, and plus, it gives you an opportunity to see how your crew's working because it is a mini little set. You have the AD there. Um, you're bringing uh, the actors in. You're getting to see them. Anytime you can work with the actors or watch them, uh, even if it's just getting to know personalities, this is really important for the director. So these are uh, very, very important things. And um, after that, I guess there's not really any order here, but you know, cast photos. Uh, there's always for the art department. There's always photographs that you need if you're in a if you're in a house or a home or you know photos that go up on the wall, uh, all of that kind of thing. Uh, you want to, to you know actors will have a stock of these photographs now with digitally they can email, but every actor really really has to have all their photographs from when they're a baby somewhere so that they can generic photos and they can send them to the art department. And then the art department can Photoshop things and create things. Now, that's just for generic. But if there's other photographs where you have the main cast, the the brother, but uh, the whole movie is about his sister that was killed and we never see the sister, well, you need an extra 
to stand with the brother to take a photo before you shoot, you know, and you have to set all that up, and someone has to go and shoot it. So your influence in that, whether you shoot that exact shot or not, is not as important as giving the information to, the, say, the still photographer. So these are very important things. Again, these are kind of the things that get lost. Another big thing in prep is special training and rehearsals. For example, if you've got your actors have to know ballroom dancing, they have to go and practice ballroom dancing. Uh, the military dancing, sword fighting, horse riding, all of that kind of thing actors have to rehearse. Uh, there is a standard I guess a joke uh, or a saying in, in the industry is every actor can ride a horse. And uh, what that refers to is that when you audition for a Western, obviously one of the first questions they're going to ask an actor, well, can you ride a horse? And, of course, they're going to say, what do you say, Rex? Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then if you get the role, what are you going to do? Go learn to ride a horse real quick. Um, okay, so – but. If you keep that in mind, uh, what? Because uh, I actually was shooting, a, a directing a show, and, and it had it was a western, and uh, and of course we did ask the question, and the actors uh, said they could. And when we got on the set, um, the actor that I picked for a role wasn't a major role, but uh, it was a strong role. Uh, couldn't really ride the horse, and I had to redo my shots. I couldn't. I had to, you know, I had to have a double come in. I couldn't have him ride up. I mean, it changed things, and it doesn't. Um. You know, and it doesn't, from a director's point of view, you kind of put that actor on a different kind of list now, you know. <laughs> yes, you do. I was uh, I was hired to uh, appear in a movie, and they gave me special stunt riding lessons with, at that time, premier uh, horse, you know, training school wrangler, uh, Corky Randall in Los Angeles. They did the Black Stallion and uh, movies back in the 70s or 80s, and, and um, at that time, The Lone Ranger. And I think I think I got cast, like, in the fall and we rode all the way up until the shoot, and they they got another woman to double. Charlene Tilton was also in the movie. They got a woman to double her, and it turned out then she couldn't do it and couldn't fulfill it because the horses were so highly trained. They had to get another. And but originally the woman said, "Yeah, I can I can ride, no problem." Um, but we were riding with such sophisticated horses that any little lean or of the rein or lean of your body uh, gave the horses commands that you didn't intend to give them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it cost them a lot of time and effort uh, with this woman. I mean, well, they—I mean, in, in the sense that they fired her like after a week and replaced her with somebody who could ride the horse. But, but um, I just remember how upset they were with this woman because they, she said, "Oh, absolutely." Yeah. Well, and you know, and it is critical. I mean, I've had—you uh, know—there's scenes where actors well, you know, there's a scene where an actor says, "You drive a car, you pull up, you get out of the car, you talk," and we arrive on the set and they say, "Well, I actually don't know how to drive." I've actually been on sets when that happens. Uh, and you're just standing, like, because it's one of those things that you don't ask. Like, you don't ever ask, do you have a driver's license? Do you know how to drive? After that, you know, it's like, you know, you knew how to drive, right? Or do you drive a standard? I mean, you know, maybe the maybe the car you've picked is a standard. And so the person doesn't have, he's a great driver, but never driven a standard. Boom, in the car with the transportation guy, and off they go to learn how to drive a standard. Uh, all of these things happen. It's It's like you stand on the set, and your jaw drops, and that's what you don't want. <laughs> right. By the way, just as an aside, I've done a fair bit of westerns in mm-hmm. my time, and uh, in production as an AD and, and, and directing some some smaller westerns. And no matter what you think the western is about, no matter what you think the story is about, it's all about the horse. Right. It's just like your acting, your cameras, uh, safety. It's all about the, the person in charge in a western is the wrangler. Right, you're just as a director or studio exec, sit down and shut up because the horse doesn't take direction. <laughs> it's like it, this is the way we have to do it. This is the horse and uh, and and animals. You know when you get that. So, you know it's like you. The westerns are funny because it's uh, you know your your camera position for talking for two people talking on the ground is great. You put them on a horse, whoa, you know they're way up, and you add the cowboy hat on top of it for the DP uh-huh. and lighting, and it's just it they're hard to do you know anyways the, um let me let me just stop right here for sure. take a break because we need to do a, a break and, and i'm going to ask you about something in just a second but uh tell the people that uh you're listening to rex sykes movie beat the official website is rexsikes.com 
And uh, my upcoming guests will be Christopher Lockhart, screen uh, writer, story editor from William Morris Endeavor, will be joining us next. Then Jane Jenkins and Janice Hershenson, and he's returning. Jane Jenkins and Janet Hershenson, casting directors, will be coming up. Mitch Apley as a uh, documentary filmmaker who will join us after that. Uh, Douglas Dave Stewart is a screenwriter and director who will be coming back uh, for part three of his screenwriting uh, series. Daryl Morey and I, Daryl uh, co-starred with me in Massacre Central High, October 1st. We're going to reminisce about uh, that cult classic film. Daryl starred as David. I co-starred as Rodney. And uh, we've had a lot of people ask about that, so that's coming up. Uh, David Brannon and, and Karen Warden are Film Courage people. They will be joining us. Eduardo Ballerini is coming up shortly thereafter. He's in the new Boardwalk Empire. Rick Overton uh, is a comedian and actor, and he will be uh, following suit. And there are so many more guests who are coming up, so you've got to stay tuned. And, of course, Peter will be coming back uh, with the, the next installment. I believe that will be part six in this director series, and we certainly want you to go ahead, if you're listening live, make us a favorite, or even archive, make us a friend, follow us right where you are, uh, retweet about us, post us on Facebook, but share the information so other people can learn about it. Uh, but also, I want to ask Peter, um, upcoming this weekend, the 24th, 25th, and 26th in Vancouver, Canada, is a three-day intensive workshop directing the film actor, and it's Peter Marshall and uh, Trilby Jeeves who are going to be um, uh taking part in, in conducting that. And actioncutprint.com is the website. But, Peter, I want you to talk a little bit about that uh, upcoming program. And, and like I said earlier, I wish I were in Vancouver. I'd be taking the workshop. So um, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what you're going to do? Well, there's a, yeah, I can. Thanks, Rex. I'll just take a, a moment. Really, the, the, the workshop is about exploring the film director's creative process in, in shaping an actor's performance. And we go everything from the importance of script and scene, breakdown, character analysis, uh, into the casting session, practical blocking and directing. And then the last day, we really have two actors that are there, Trilby is one, and we have another actor come in, and each director gets to work with an actor. And uh, we record it, and in the afternoon, we sit and review it with our, with our group. And they're pretty, it's really intense. It's actually a real journey of discovery. We have a lot of exercises that Trilby uses for because she teaches her buffoonery workshops and her other acting. You've had Trilby on your show as well. Yes, yes. And it's really intense, and we've had we've done this uh, workshop several times here. We've done it uh, once in Singapore, and um, like I said, we're the time's running out here. We've only got three spots left for it, and we start Friday. But uh, we are, are having. Uh, we'll always keep uh, doing more of these, and. Uh, it's an important aspect because I feel from from of all the number one things a director has to do, I feel the number one is uh, working with actors. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Again, your website is actioncutprint.com. Oh, they register. They go to actioncutprint. Yes, they can see off the top, right on the top. They can, they can see the. They can just go to actioncutprint and they can. There's a link there. They can that takes them to the page. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Well, let's. Let's continue. You were about to make another point when I interrupted you. and No problem. Uh, well, we talked about special training rehearsals and how important that is for uh, all the aspects. And, again, one overview that you, Rex and I have talked about is prep is, is so important for everybody that even if you're doing a very ultra, ultra low budget, somehow spend days and weeks rehearsing with your actors, getting these things done because it just, it just saves so much time when you're on the set. So that's really a key. Uh, two things left really here we're going to talk about uh, and from, from the prep time anyways. Is, and really the last thing is the script read-through. And uh, uh, this is where your cast, or your main cast anyways, will usually serve in the production office or in a hotel. You have um, the actors will come in and you have certain crew members will show up as well. Um, say first AD, DOP, producers, your script supervisor, and the writers, really. And you, the cast sits around the table, and they read the script. It's a read-through. And uh, you're at the helm and uh, as a director, and it's really an opportunity for the directors and cast to discuss the script and discuss the characters. And it's really the first time, other than maybe individual meetings you've had with cast members, uh, about it. And you get the group together. You may not have all the actors there because you know, people get paid to come to these uh, meetings, but another piece of advice is maybe you have your top three or four actors, 
and maybe you want to just hire two uh, local actors for the day to come in and read the uh, a male and a female just to read the other parts. It's it's always good because the actors have something to read off, and it's not about and it's a lot of times actors will do it differently. They'll just read it. And it's it's important from the director. I always say, don't read your script. Don't look at your script when you do this. I mean, that's what the script supervisor is doing. She's going over and making sure everything's there. Watch the actors. Watch them interact. This is the first time they're with their peer group now. And there's this feeling out period of what's the chemistry. And really after, I always find that after the, the script read through, I get to really get to see, because it's all about the human behavior, you get to see where everybody is in their place and how they're relating to each other. And uh, but the script, and then you want to do a read through, and you want to do two or three of these. You know, have a break, everybody chats, and then you come back and you start it, and then you stop and go. Well, what about this scene? What's the motivation in this scene? And you start talking as an overview, um, and that's what they're really important. And uh, for film or TV, it's you know it's different. Uh, you know, in uh, in episodic television, it's like it's on lunchtime, and they just read it once. You know, and that's it. That's all you get. You know. Uh, but that's at least that's something. So that's that's the process. And the last thing I want to talk about from the overall prep is cast rehearsals. And this is where you have your usually one one and two on the call sheet, I call them, or maybe a couple more people that are there. But you want to pick specific scenes, uh, major scenes uh, in your film, and rehearse them. And they could usually be in a hotel room or on, a, or on an empty stage, or if you're lucky enough, on a real location. If it's a big big movie. You know, maybe they want to go on the set, or, and, and so you know, producers will have to know this. And, and uh, if you're doing a major motion picture, um, you know, this would be set up. The set's already it's all dressed, and say it's a big house that plays for half the movie. Um, maybe they want to go in for three, four days and rehearse in there. Gives the actors not just their costumes, but here's the look, here's the feel of what's going on. Uh, by the way, just an interesting thing, another little story. Not cast rehearsals, but. It's uh, I was AD on a movie with uh, with Michelle Pfeiffer was in it and the director uh, and the scene we were doing was in her house and we were going to be in the house for a couple of days and he asked during prep to have an hour before crew call that he could bring Michelle in and walk her through the house with the props and the set deck and the production designer and just to look at her house and if she was happy with it and it was an amazing thing because Michelle came in and walked through and she said you know these photographs. You know, they're photographs of me. I'd, I don't want photographs of me. I'd rather have photographs of others. Okay, take them away. You know, this the, the pillow on the couch, you know, uh, could we have something else? Boom, boom, it all gets changed. Totally amazing. It was wonderful to see. That's the big movies too, right? And then she came in, and now she contributed very much like a costume. It's now her house. This was She had a little bit to say in this. So that was pretty cool. I thought that was cool. So cast rehearsals, again, working with your actors. You want to work out the details here. You want to go through that process, which you do with every actor. Okay, what's the character objectives? What are the, what's the motivation here? What is the dialogue work? What's the intent of the scene? What's the scene objective? Uh, you want to go through all of those things, sitting with the actors. And usually you have your script supervisor there as well, and uh, maybe a writer, depending, because the script will start to change, and the dialogue will start to change. So... It's pretty critical mass on those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we have just a few minutes left here, Rex, and I just want to uh, go through. Uh, it's a it's slightly humorous, but I just want to go through a breakdown of a sort of a one-hour episodic television Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Just an overview. Just an just an overview of sort of what. And I just took seven days. I mean, there's shows that are six, seven, eight. Doesn't matter. So I just took the seven-day format of what an episodic director has to do. And I just want to, I'll just work through that. Sure. And give everybody a little bit of idea of, of, of sort of the days and, and how things have to be broken down. Um, I mean, it's just a guide. But, uh, so an episodic, I'm, I'm assuming, hopefully you have a, you've had a script a couple days before you come into the show. Um, but on day one, uh, really, it's... Uh, I think I always say you have to find where the closest Starbucks are. That's to the production office. That's usually the first thing you do. Um, then it's really you have a meeting with the producers about the script. And uh, you come in, uh, you know, if you're, you usually come in the door or the driver picks you up at the hotel or you come in if you're local. Um, you know, here's the office. You meet the, the production coordinators. Uh, they show your office. Uh, you meet the AD, the production manager. You kind of meet everybody. 
And then one of the first meetings after you're settled is really a script meeting. You're, it's what they call a tone meeting. And you kind of just talk about the script now. You're just talking about the script. And again, an episodic, the producers are 99% the writers, so uh, it's, that's all part of it. And then you're going to have a meeting with the first AD. And uh, this is critical for you on episodic because the first AD knows the crew. They know what's going on. They could have, uh, uh, you know, and so you want to work with them, and they're gonna, you're just going to get to know them. All right. It's not really a breakdown. You're not really going through the script here. It's just sort of a general get-to-know-you meeting and talk about logistics and all of that thing. Um, if there's standing sets, if your production office and, and then behind there there's sets, take a tour of the set. Have a look at it. Um, if the crew happens to be working there, you're going to meet the, meet the DP, maybe meet some of the actors, whatever happens, you know, you're going to be doing that. But then essentially you're back in your office and after you get organized and figure out the Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff, uh, really, you start your process of the script breakdown, and this is really uh, the first critical thing, and especially in episodic, and that's what I'm talking about now. One of the first things everyone's going to want to know about is locations. Uh, what are, where are the locations, and what, what do they look like? And so, if you've had the script before, um, that's one of the things that you know are going to happen right away. And sometimes, you know, in the afternoon or right away, you walk in, say hi. I've walked in, say hi. Here's your office. Put your computer down. We're in a van. We're going looking for locations. Time is everything. So, boom, you're all of a sudden in a van and you've just met everybody. You've only been in the office five minutes. So there's no kind of rule to what, what the order is, but you know that locations is going to come up on the first day. So it's the key as you go through your script and after you read it and start to get an idea and visualize and characters is what are the locations you're looking for um, because that's that's so major, and, and and you meet other things too. The, the you'll be meeting the production designer and the location manager because they'll all be going on the scout with you. So that's sort of day one. Day two, again, this is a seven-day prep. You know, day two is really again working on your script, location scouts, and and meetings say with the casting director and other little meetings as they come up. But really, you're getting your script work down, and and, and a key focus for the first couple of days is locations. That's really major. Uh, and again, this is all relative to meetings. Uh, meetings, uh, you know, if there's a visual, lot of visual effects that have to happen, a lot of previs that has to happen, these are the meetings that will be scheduled. The AD will schedule all these meetings for you. And you can also ask to have meetings, too, with, with, with other crew. So day three, again, location scouts, casting tapes, again, meetings with all the department heads will be happening over day two and day three. Um, and now you want to be working on your shot list. You want to be really starting to figure out what's happening because by now you will have had the schedule from the AD. Uh, they usually on day one will have a preliminary one-liner that will just that will change, but at least you start to see how the script uh, fits into seven days, and you can start having your meetings uh, on that. And day four again, working on your, your your script and your shot list, your location scouts. Um, by day four, on a, out of seven days, you, you'd like to have your locations and your casting done. Obviously, this doesn't always happen, but that would be great. Day five, script, shot list, lock-in, casting, locations. It really, You'd really want to push for that. Um, make sure you talk to the DP and your actors by, by this time, wherever they are. You can always, if you have some downtime and they're on another location, ask the AD and go to the set. You want to get a feel of the set. You want to watch... Meet the next, the other director of the shooting. Sit for a while and just watch the, how the crew works, how the actors respond to direction. Uh, how long does a DP take to light? These are all the things you're doing during prep. Day six, again, usually it's your key location survey and your production meeting on day six in episodic. Um, this is when all the everything's finalized, um, casting, locations, all the script elements, all of that. And day seven is really what I call the last day to put out the fires. This is where you ha usually have a cast read-through at lunch. Wherever the cast is at that point, wherever the crew is, you go there, and the cast read-through is usually, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes with the crew, the cast, eating their lunch and reading their lines at the same time. <laughs> so uh -huh. it, it's not, you know, at least it's like, because they're on their lunch break, right? And they're reading the script. I mean, it's very funny, but at least you get a sense of you're hearing words from the cast for the first time because the next day you're going to be working with them. Um, script revisions are coming in all the time. You're putting out your shot list. You're meeting with producers on the script final tone meetings. That's kind of the overview of a, of a seven-day show in, a, in, the next, in those couple minutes. So. A lot of work.
It's a lot of work. Wow. Wow. And, you know, we do still have a few minutes to uh, sure. uh, to uh, round up the show here. And, um, you know, we've got maybe on the outside, we actually have about uh, eight or nine minutes. Sure. On the well, outside. I have a couple... I always have things to talk about, Rex. I know you do. You have so many things to talk about. Yes. I think that's fascinating, though. I mean, in other words, I, you know, the 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 amount of of effort, you, you know, with a TV show, you would think that, you know, after a while, everybody get used to doing it, and they'd all be pros, and it would go fast, and it would go smooth, and and I suspect, I mean, obviously it does to some, you know, some degrees, the machine machinery takes over, but because you always have new people coming in. Um, to some extent, either new directors or you know different cast, there's always going to be uh, some catching people up to speed. But uh, but it's just it's I, I don't know that a lot of people I, I think they know that there's a lot of work that goes into this, but the uh, the intense amount of work and planning um, again you know make a great plan, ask the right questions. What you don't ask is going to bite you on the butt, and and craft your plan and, and do as much as you can in the in the in the prepping and pre-production stage to make uh, the shoot go as smoothly as possible. Whether it's a, a feature film or a, a short, or whether it's a TV series or a web series. I mean, it's just the amount of work is just amazing. It is, you know, and it starts in the prep stage, and and because things are all going to happen on the set, you know, things will change. You have to, the more prepped you are, then the easier you can adapt. I mean, the film business has always been compared, I mean, the, the film production side of the business has always been compared to a military operation. And it is so, much like that. I mean, you have to have a battle plan, and then when you do your attack, which is you stand on the set, um, the enemy will start to do little things that you didn't, you didn't figure out, and you have to adapt. And very much like the film industry, you show up and something's not there, or something happens. I remember we were doing an episodic television show once a long time ago, and you had a seven o'clock call downtown, and we all stood, you know. And so at seven o'clock, there was the director, myself, I was ading this this show, the producer, and a couple people were standing on the sidewalk watching our location burning to the ground, and. Um, well, that we can't shoot there. And uh, within an hour and a half uh, with uh, phony writers and, and the police were there, we ended up changing the scene to be outside on the sidewalk. And uh, we had to have all the help, and it took we'd lost maybe an hour, but we did some rewriting and a couple scene changes, and, and boom, we're shooting. You've got to be able to adapt quickly. And good, good production people, good producers, good directors, good ADs will make suggestions, figure out how to do it. Uh, again, this is a television series uh, that we we're working on. You got to put film through the camera. I mean, as long as it's not a disaster or it doesn't make any sense, make it work. Movies slightly different. If it was a larger movie, go home, do something different. That's what insurance is for. But the most of the people for the small budgets, the indie movies, uh, you're on your own. You can't afford any time wasted. And prep is golden. Rehearsals before that are golden. And uh, I just can't emphasize that enough. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as always, Peter, you have been just uh, absolutely fabulous in the amount of information that you've shared and dispensed with the, the listeners uh, and the people in the chat room. Uh, I can't wait to have you back again, you know, to uh, to continue to explore this. And there is so much more to explore. We're going to be getting into uh, – uh, not only you know whatever else we have left along the the preparation side, but the but the idea of um, how the director prepares creatively. Yes. Well, I think we talked about. I think the next stage is right now script and scene analysis, and I have a lot to to go over with that because before you can do anything, before you can talk to actors, before you understand anything, you have to understand the script, and uh, I think we need to go into great detail about that. Absolutely. Well, that sounds great, and so that's the promise. And we'll let the listeners know and the people in the chat room know when uh, you're going to be returning. You and I will schedule that um, because we haven't yet, and uh, and then we will uh, will uh, announce that. And, and again, I look I look so so forward to that. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you, Rex. Always a pleasure. And you're doing such a fabulous job for everybody out there. That you know, Rex Sykes, he rocks. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. And as, as do you, Peter Marshall. And, uh, hey, have a fabulous workshop this weekend in Vancouver. And, again, listeners, if you're in the Vancouver area, be sure to, to check that out now because there's only a couple spaces left, and that's at actioncutprint.com. That's Peter's website. It's uh, directing, for the, directing the Film Actor uh, with Trilby Jeeves and Peter Marshall, uh, the 20. What is it? That, did I say the 24th, 25th, 25th and 26th. Yeah. 24th, 25th, and 26th. All right, Peter, thank you so much. Thanks, Rex. Have a fabulous weekend. I'm looking forward to hearing about it, and uh, we will uh, talk soon. Okay, take care. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening in. Please go ahead and leave comments about the show. Please go ahead and tweet now uh, and tell others to go and listen to the archive show or the podcast. And, uh, and um, my upcoming guest, uh, the next guest will be uh, next week, I think on Monday, um, Mr. Uh, Christopher Lockhart will be returning. And so uh, you, I know you've listened to him a couple times before. We're going to talk about uh, his, his role as producer as, as well and, and what it's like to produce movies uh, from his standpoint uh, with Julie Richardson and, and the other things he's doing. So uh, be sure to tune on in. And um, I thank you all for your support, for your love, for your care. And, uh, and for all that you do for my guests and for myself, you can become a member of the Rex Likes Movie Beat Facebook uh, friends page by just uh, clicking on it or searching for it at Facebook. My profile is Rex Sykes on uh, Facebook, and my Twitter address is Rex Sykes Movie BT. That's Rex Sykes Movie BT. By the way, uh, Peter's Twitter address is BC Filmmaker. BC Filmmaker. So uh, be sure to follow um, Peter as well. All right, everybody, have a fabulous day. Make your movies, complete your projects, and until we meet the next time, that's a wrap.